Well, we're back, everybody. And um, hey. now it's time. It's that wonderful time of, of uh, the week. The best time of the week. You gotta crack open a cold one, get yourself some hot dog flavored water, and uh, just get ready get and get down. Starfish too. Yeah, like chocolate starfish. Yeah, get yourself a chocolate starfish to munch on. And we're gonna go into Fred Durst Friday. So flip that ball cap around. Yeah, flip flip that red cap around. Put on your best puka shell necklace. Put on some shitty '90s like fucking skate shoes and some cargo pants and a nice baseball jersey because we're about ready to get into this Fred Durst shit. Fuck yeah! I put on my etnies just for this. I invited Musco over. Taylor, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one if, if unless oh, you absolutely. want me to. Okay. So on this very special episode, and this very special after-school special episode of Fred Durst Friday, we're going to review the songs, because this one is the song part of the bracket, um, Bleed by Soulfly, and the song Here We Are, also parentheses champions, that's got Lil Wayne, Birdman, and some random session musician who is technically credited under. I believe his name is Kevin Rudolph. All right. Yeah, I never heard of that guy in my fucking life. I I'm didn't. Like, I hadn't heard of him either. But uh, he apparently did that one song that was big on the radio, that is very generic sounding, uh, and it goes like "Let it rock, let it rock, let it rock." I don't. That does not ring a bell to me at all. Like, that just it is the <laughs> most generic sounding song maybe ever. So that does not surprise me. Oh, you know what? It said "Let It Rock." I think it's got little. I, I vaguely remember that song, but because I I remember hating it. I think that's why I remember. It's very bad. Not great. So, nevertheless, let's get started. Let's talk about Bleed first. Now, are any of you guys familiar with Soulfly and Max Cavalera before we get started? Uh, this was my first exposure. I, w- I mean, I was familiar with them, but I had never listened to them. Yeah, so, so Soulfly is uh, Max Cavalera's project after he was in the band, the legendary thrash and like groove metal band Sepultura. Sepultura, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> okay. I, I knew him from Sepultura, and I knew of Soulfly, but I never listened. Yeah, um, and he, he, left, he left Sepultura due to a uh, dispute between the other band members and his, his wife, as all good you know, band breakups happen, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Always the wife's fault. And, and uh, uh, so... Max Cavalera went from being in one of the most legendary thrash metal bands to being in a very generic new metal band that never got any of the amount of hype that Sepultura did. So great idea on his part. Um, but the song Bleed is, I believe, the very first single from Soulfly. And it's notable because it's got Fred Durst pre-Significant Other. So very early Fred Durst. We have some real primo, for, like, virgin Fred Durst here. I did not realize that. Ah, that's I thought- not like the song came out in like 1997 so oh shit oh wow i assume yeah. this was like pre-limp biscuit fame i did see in the music video on like a note someone had written like august 12th 1996 and i was like is that when this came out uh i was pretty surprised though i i thought maybe that was like a throwback to something else like something happened on that day that i didn't bother looking up because i assume this would have at least been significant other era no this uh album came out in april of 1998 so it came out right like right after three dollar bill and before significant other so this was like like i said very like early fred durst Mm-hmm. And uh, and honestly, I, I really so this this era of Soulfly, even though I'm not a huge fan of the band Soulfly, still has a lot of the elements of Sepultura, like late late era, like Max Cavalera era Sepultura that I really like. It's got like a lot of like Caribbean and like Brazilian inspired drums on it. It's very chaotic. I like that a lot. Um, 
Max, Max's vocals are very generic, but it kind of suits the song, in my opinion. And then, let's be honest, Fred Durst's verse is fantastic on this song. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. He's honestly the best part of this song. He he yeah. is pretty fucking good on it. Yeah, I mean, while he's screaming bleed in the chorus, he's his screams are pretty fucking convincing. I don't know. It sounds like it's a good hardcore singing. And, like, um, he his flow is pretty fucking solid. I mean, the, the lyrics are nothing particularly great, but, like, you know, I've heard far, far worse. Uh, oh, yeah. Not just from Durst, like, yeah, I guess just in general on a lot of the style of music. So I, I think he's I think he fucking rips this pretty good. <laughs> oh, and, and that's and that's the thing is that, like, I don't know if you guys have actually, like, really listened to Three Dollar Bill like that album. He's he's really fucking good on that album. It's probably the best, like, quote unquote, performance of his career as like an actual sort of like rapper i know that's kind of a funny thing to describe fred durst as but like (laughs) he's probably the most solid on that album of any limp biscuit album by a fucking lot i gotta say the rest of the song like i don't know the riff is kind of cool kind of solid uh it's it's more like you know punk and like hardcore style to it that than uh, a lot of other new metal was and i think that makes it you know stand out and actually age a little bit better in my ears so i I think it's kind of cool it's good. Yeah, and that's the, I remember listening to the song uh in like Soulfly and Sepultura and like that especially like I said later Max Cavalera era of Sepultura and I remember really loving it and I I tried re- I, I was going to re-listen to it and I'm like I don't feel like I'm going to like this nearly as much as I thought I would but honestly it still holds up. I do agree. I think it holds up very well. Yeah, I mean and uh I I I do feel like at, at to your point that Soulfly uh not quite reaching as great heights. Um it, the the vo- vocally it seems similar to like kind of early corn to me like you know like yeah. rage jonathan davis like when he's like just going off mm-hmm. um and and he does I have mean, a, a scatting bit too that is yeah, kind of hilarious true. i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> yeah he does i love that shit yeah and i i feel like the reason i never really got into Soulfly is because when i that like discovered them i was already into like corn and slipknot so that like itch had been scratched and they didn't really do it for me Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i mean i i will uh agree with you that this has probably aged a lot better than a lot of that stuff so no and that's and that's definitely the thing is that soulfly did what like roots in that era of sepultura did but just did it much much more watered down like it's it's a very watered down version of of late Max Kevlar Sepultura. And I think he was not really able to carry that magic over onto Soulfly, but he, I think he did a solid job for bleed. I will say that. Does anyone else have anything to say before we move on to the next bomb track here? I don't think so. Other than uh, Fred Durst kills it. And uh, it was a good intro into uh, this bracket. Yeah. And the next song we're going to be talking about is here. We are parentheses champions that has one verse from Fred Durst. And he's, He's even less present on this song than he is on Bleed, and he's not really super like a huge presence on Bleed, except for the screaming Bleed, and then there's like a couple lines. So like, yeah. <laughs> and I think I think we can all agree that even though uh, Fred Durst is not not really a very good rapper, his his verse on Bleed is solid, but his verse on this song is fucking awful. <laughs> Rotten Tomato it, building shit out of Legos. <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad it's a lot to take in this whole song is a lot to take in. yeah this whole song is a lot to take in i gotta say everyone here seems to phone it in so like, oh my god you know you know that's the thing is that even even by uh um little wayne feature standards he really phones this in even by those standards. oh yeah i mean 
as I'm a big hip hop fan and, you know, uh, I, I love some Lil Wayne in, in the right context, but this is not the right context. This is like, this is the, the time when he was like trying to experiment with rock music and like put out a rock album that was really fucking terrible. And so this fucking dude comes along, Kevin Rudolph, or whatever the fucking name is. Uh, and he's like, Lil Wayne's like, all right, yeah, this is the guy. This guy fucking, uh, he writes catchy hooks and uh, he's a fucking rock star, quote unquote. Um, and so it's just, it, it's in, it's part of the most awkward era of like Lil Wayne Birdman uh, uh, career fandom or whatever, you know. And I gotta say, you can, I mean, you know, obviously Lil Wayne bends words to kind of make them rhyme. But if you just read his verse, literally no two words rhyme. Uh, <laughs> uh Lil Weezy fucked the world with two rubbers, but in the meantime, I might have a nice time. Went from a con artist to an icon, got the keys to my success on my key ring. <laughs> Used to dream about sugar, sweet dreams, but reality is a bitch and she my bitch. Sold my soul to the devil, made a profit. Tunche. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I Fred Durst really not looking so great on this one uh oh he added he added extremely little to this song yeah. and i honestly i think birdman probably came away with the best verse and his was even really bad so no, I, I definitely will agree he definitely was the least cringy out of everybody on this for sure oh yeah which never happens in uh, anything birdman touches it's so true i'm gonna say when, when, when birdman comes out to be the king you know you made a shit song <laughs> yeah. that is that is a serious indicator well <laughs> now, i don't have a horse in this race but do y'all ever listen to big timers yeah, big timers was the last time anything good came out of birdman i'll say thank that. you yeah but um the video too is also just like they're all just like bobbing up and down standing in random locations that move and like rudolph playing a guitar that isn't plugged into anything at all he's just like <laughs> miming playing a guitar and he looks so fucking out of place just this chubby like uh you know guitar guy hanging out with a bunch of rappers durst actually looks like he fits in right? Oh. And it's just like chubby white guy in his mid thirties be like, I'm I'm hanging out with the rock stars. And they're all like, Yeah, yeah, Kevin, keep going. You're doing a great job, Kevin. And in this in the like video for the song and the video, the Kevin Rudolph video that auto plays right after it on YouTube, um, he really seems like a make a wish kid that like wants to be a rock star for a day. <laughs> Like he really gives off that vibe because he's fucking uh, dorky as hell, but he's rocking out with like people you've heard of. Yeah, uh, and yeah, no, that, that is uh, that is the perfect way to describe Kevin Rudolph in this music, and probably Kevin Rudolph in his entire career, to be honest. And also, yeah, it's very uh, off-putting. Lil Wade also in the video is wearing like a cheetah print hat with ears and pigtails. Oh, it's yeah. like a beanie. <laughs> And, like, it looks like something you'd see, like, scene kids and weebs wearing, like, around 2010. Like, that that was a legitimate style among high school kids. But, like, it's just so weird to see Lil Wayne wearing that, of all people. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got, like scene, scene kid at, like, Hot Topic wearing a fucking, like, Invader Zim t-shirt look going. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I mean, part of, part of Lil Wayne's, like, shtick is that he's not only... Uh, you know, a rapper, but he's a skateboarder. And so he tries to do this like, you know, kind of punk rocker uh, thing where he's like, 
you know, I'm smoking fat blunts, but I'm also wearing like a Sum 41 t-shirt. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, I respect it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, he seems to, uh, you know, find a lot of joy in skateboarding, more power to him. But it's 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 a weird uh, aspect to his personality. Very weird. But yeah, I think oh. that's all I have to say about this one. Uh, it's, yeah, I say like, I don't know, it's four minutes of your time. Do go look up the video. Just have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I've so I've watched the video a few times today alone. And um, every time I hear this song, um, it, it seems like, you know, when they were in the studio, they're like, oh, this is kind of catchy. Like I could see thinking when I was singing this, oh, this is catchy. But if I try to remember like how the chorus goes, as soon as I stop listening to it, within like 15 minutes, I, I can't sing this song at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is very anti-catchy in my opinion it is just like <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to put it oh god so i guess without further ado should we do this the same way that we do cage fight where we say three two one which song we liked better yeah uh, yeah it's go. gonna be a tough vote mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so he's gonna do the countdown uh i'll do it Dave? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay Dave. what <laughs> yeah okay uh, just, yeah just just you do it okay no <laughs> <laughs> uh three two one bleed, bleed. <laughs> very <Okay>. reluctantly <laughs> bleed look i gotta say i, I, I mean bleed I is definitely a better are. more well-written song but i do have to say i kind of had more fun with here we are champions just in how much i was able to laugh at it <laughs> oh yeah that's the song i'm more likely to like do at karaoke but uh <laughs> that's thing i have to say jess can you bleed are you bleeding now uh no thankfully <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad oh, have you felt the air rise up in you uh never i stopped breathing you know what i'm saying when, when, whenever i start bleeding i push my fingers into my eyes <laughs> god we'll do a slipknot bracket after this we're just gonna keep the new metal theme going <laughs> yeah. i my high school self is jumping for joy so yeah yeah little fucking 13 year old 14 year old me will be fucking all in uh, but uh so i guess now we're we're done with fred durst friday i would say uh right or, and of course of course bleed continues on then the brackets yes bleed will be advancing bleed. to the next round and uh next week what are the two we got next week hold on here let me bring the bracket up i should have had it up already oh so next week on the bracket it's the carmex or carm Carmex. it'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny if you did a carmex commercial too but uh <laughs> the carmax commercial and the e-harmony commercial all right We'll check which, those. Uh, one of them, one of them he started, and one of them he directed in. I guarantee you, you won't guess which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. 